Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Jet. We've got a full slate, full batters, lineup, everything, you know, the terms with Wade, Jacob, and Tyler all on there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all their wonderful faces. You can hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment with your best pick for upsets this week because there's not many. And we'd spend about 15 minutes trying to figure it out before the show. Uh, but... Nonetheless, we had a wonderful sports weekend. Plenty of stuff to talk about. So, how are y'all? How are y'all doing? It was a good weekend. Yeah, better weekend than last weekend outside of you know uh, fantasy football. And at least LSU won for us, Tyler. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all that matters. Jacob, Jacob's never losing in fantasy football, but his Patriots suck, and they'll continue to lose for us. <laughs> um, Which one would you but, rather have, Jacob? Real life? Success I think you would rather fantasy success. <laughs> Um, uh, well, fantasy success is paying this year, so I, I, I don't know. It's not I'm like okay you're an investor it. in the Patriots. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I could just <laughs> like if we were doing like a, uh, I think you're in one way where it's just like a a very long draft and it's just like an endless uh cycle of players. Like dynasty like I, league. Yeah, dynasty league. Oh. Couldn't, couldn't think of the word, but like yeah. I I would maybe I just invest in the Patriots and just like. Yeah, well, I did that with the Bengals, and let me tell you, it did not pay off until this week, but miraculously, I'm 4-1 and in that Dynasty League. The Bengals are back, so it's looking pretty good for me, too. But yeah, you seem to have a a grip on our league. Uh, Yeah, you were kind of scaring me. Mm, I wonder where he got all that advice. Hey, I almost put up 200 this week. Hey, now, hey, now. Old Jetta's got hurt, though. taking credit for my I am taking credit. I got, I got to put my fantasy football corner out there. Yeah, I mean, Jake, well, Jacob, you're beating Tyler by 100 points right now. Uh, yeah. 103 points, to be exact. And that's how it'll end, it looks like, because nobody uh, – unless Carlson scores 103 points for you, Tyler. <laughs> the Raiders <laughs> kick on every possession, uh, and he's making 100 yarders. I think Just kick a 100-yard field goal every – Or they, you know, put him in at running back or something. I heard the guy's ridiculously fast and uh, yeah, should be starting over uh, Josh Jacobs at this point. He uh, He's actually playing his brother, the uh, the Green Bay kicker. Ah, it is the Carlson Bowl. It's the first ever matchup between brothers in the NFL that are kickers. So – I think it might as well News be a there. matchup. Hey, wait till the NFL gets up. their hands on it. They'll make Jason Kelsey and and Travis kick off, you know, next week or something just to just to say. Well, it. 
Taylor Swift may not be in attendance because who the hell wants to go to Minnesota? I mean, while being real, like she first week she's not there and Kelsey gets hurt. I saw a meme that was from her uh You Belong with Me video where she holds up the sign that says you okay. And it was like uh, Taylor from her box, Travis, holding up the sign asking if he was okay. But he seemed to be fine because he went out there and played on the last snap. And uh the good old Chiefs got one again. I don't think that was surprising to anybody. It gets the what are they one and four now? The uh, yeah, uh, the, the tankathon is on for the yeah. Vikings. Um, you got to think okay. that they might just tear it down, and you just hope that Jefferson's a part of that that rebuild. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. paired up with Jordan Addison and Jay Jettas, and they still can't win games. And somebody just needs to get. They don't fired. need receivers. They need they need defense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. If they're up there in the top three picks, I can promise you it's not going to be Marvin Harrison. It's going to be – I'd say they take a quarterback. They'll take a quarterback if they're in the top three. But it, if they don't and they're just kind of mediocre, they really need to build that defense and maybe trade Kirk Cousins anyways to get a second uh, – you know, maybe like a second or a third-round pick out of them. Probably not well, even maybe, at this point. Probably like a third or a fourth. Who are we talking to the Straff eligible? So you got Caleb Williams. I don't think he's making it past number one, right? Uh, Drake May, that's a potential. Um, Michael Pennix. Oh, Michael yeah. Jaden Daniels, Michael Pennix. I don't think I don't think Jaden Daniels is a top. Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix. It's a very heavy quarterback It class. is a very uh, good quarterback draft class. If you don't have D- a first round, DJ, sure. DJ, you can love Fufa. Um, <laughs> Ngo <Ngo-Ngo-Way. laughs> yeah, him. uh, who else? Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, yeah. Spencer Rattler, uh, Quinn, yours, probably the third mm-hmm. overall pick. Um, what's his name in Oklahoma? He's, uh, he's a yeah, he's a fifth year senior. Yeah, I, it's know, shaping up to be as good as the uh 2020 draft class, you know, where Burrow kind of came out of nowhere and. Uh, became the number one pick. And then you had guys behind him like Jordan Love, who's now getting his shot. And uh, let's see who else. Herbert and Tungavaloa were all in that class too. So, you know, it's been a little bit since we've seen four potential first-round picks. So the Vikings would really want to cash in on that opportunity while the, while the talent's hot. I'm wondering if you're the Atlanta Falcons – and your season is trash this year, like if it continues the way it's going, do you uh, hold out that Desmond Ritter is eventually going to figure it out, or do you take a young quarterback? What do you, you can think? rock with them all year, but, again, all those guys we mentioned have had better college careers and are projected to be better pros than him. So the, the leash is short for him. The leash is short for Sam Howell. It might be a little bit longer for uh, Jordan Love, but all these young guys that have kind of walked into starting – positions i mean they're competing for their job every day because of the talent that we're going to see in this draft Ty, what do you think you think you, you're rolling with desmond ritter um, big falcons fan. yeah such a big falcons fan huh? 28 to 3 anytime i can say it uh but um you know you the way that this that. division is set up i just feel like they are just gonna fall behind uh, with desmond ritter uh you know ever since they got rid of matt ryan uh so I don't think that you necessarily have to tank uh, these top quarterbacks. I think that one of the top quarterbacks will probably fall uh, to the top uh, in the second round. Uh, But I just don't think that Desmond Ritter is their guy. You know, they had Marcus Mariota last year. That didn't work out. Uh, So in the past couple of few games uh, last season, they put in Desmond Ritter's. But there's a lot of 
offense Italian, you have Drew London, you know, Kyle Pitts. We're just waiting for him to do something. Me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) And then the defense, you know, it's pretty good as well. Uh, So I think that there's some young talent on that defense, uh, but they just had that franchise quarterback to to really put them ahead uh, of other teams in this division. Well, let's talk about a young quarterback that's on Jacob's mind. It's in his heart, and he doesn't want to let him go. Mac Jones, Jacob, is Mackie Mac the future of the Patriots? Are you ready to see uh, Zappy after that walloping of a loss to the New Orleans Saints, number one team in the league, New Orleans Saints, maybe number two behind the 49ers, uh, number one defense, number one offense, Derek Carr's the best, just absolutely destroyed the Patriots. So, all right, I'll stop now. What do you think about the Mac attack? Um, well, first, before we get to that, Tyler, you cannot bring up 28 to three. Why not? You have no right to bring up 28 to three. You guys beat the Patriots for the first time in how many years? And you're bringing up 28. And what was it? 34 to nothing? <laughs> yeah, 34. Yeah, what, what new score you want? You want 34 not to even nothing? The same you want football your quarterback team. sucks and you're going to be the worst team in the NFL? Well, it's not the <laughs> same football team. So well, let me tell you, believe. the movie 80 for Brady glorified the 28 to three game. That was just, it was yeah, just priceless. It was I great. was sitting next to a lady that was watching that on the airplane. That's uh, where I watched like, it. It's airplane was, television, baby. <laughs> I was like, what are you watching? And I kind of was like, just looking over her shoulder. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. So I might have to check it out. Yeah. Next time you're on a flight, it's a good, uh, good hour and a half flick to, to put on. Well, as far as, you, as far- is Mac Jones taking flights elsewhere besides New England? Uh, I don't know. I, I just think Mac Jones, I mean, Tyler and I talked about it a little bit, and, and it was kind of the scenario that I think he was thrown into that role too quick. Of course, Belichick and Saban are buddies, and, oh yeah, you know, he drafted Mac, and Mac was like an immediate plug-and-play starter for the Patriots. And, and I don't think in a lot of people's minds in Foxborough, he was a plug-and-play starter by any means. And I think a lot of people still wish we had Garoppolo around in order for like times oh, like y'all this. Would be sitting and pretty. so, so there's there's scenarios there where like Zappy's a good quarterback, but he's a system <sighs> backup quarterback. That's what he is. It's just he doesn't. I don't. I don't see him thriving in that offense. Like from college to pro, he had to change his offense style so much. Coming from Western Kentucky, where you just air it out nonstop. Um, to the Patriots in a very typical pro-style offense, it's it's completely different. As far as getting a new quarterback, I think that that's what they need to do. They need to go and draft a quarterback. This next draft, um, you can probably put Will Greer on the trade block oh. or just let him go. Um, that's, name. that's just a spot where I don't understand why we're carrying – Will Greer well, right now. His brother's really famous. He's like some yeah. some TikTok star. I don't know if he's still TikTok. He wasn't he? Wasn't he a Vine guy? wasn't wasn't uh, What was his name? Some, uh, he was pretty famous uh, when he was at West Virginia. No, but not Will. Uh, brother. News break. Atlanta just took the lead five to three over the Phillies, and yeah, that's what we get for doing the show during playoff baseball. I'm sorry, but. Atlanta Braves take the lead. There you go. That's what they needed. All right, continue, Jacob. I'm sorry. But uh, I think that they need to draft the quarterback. Who that is, they're not going to – I don't think they're going to get that early of a pick. The The pick that looks the best to me for the Patriots, I think, I think 
that they could go after is Drake May. I, I think that Drake yeah. May literally could be a future starter for the Bill Patriots. Belichick quarterback. Yeah, he but just looks think, like a Bill Belichick quarterback. Here's a question I asked Tyler earlier: Do you think Bill Belichick will still be the coach next year if they end up with a yes. top ten pick? Yes. You know, they'll never I fire think... Bill Belichick. The the difference is, is they'll never here's a, fire oh, Bill. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. <laughs> Bill Belichick's success is only because of Tom Brady. I mean, has no. he done anything since Tom <laughs> Somebody Brady? Somebody read the Fox That's graphic. Over Did he do anything yeah. before Tom Brady was there? I think that I think it's more than Mac Jones. I mean, he has like no offensive line. The defense just is not what it was last year. Like the defense last year got so many turnovers. The one first thing I'm doing tomorrow is I am cutting ties with the Patriots. They suck. Their defense cannot create any turnovers. That was the biggest mistake. I should have just went with the Cowboys. Should have just went with the Cowboys defense. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, But I think it's more that there's really no wide receivers. Your best wide receiver is Juju Smith Schuster. You like if you watch who's hurt. Yeah, who's hurt? And then who outside of that? Kendrick Bourne. It's like who's hurt. It's like mid wide receivers. Your Kayshawn, got is, you got Kayshawn. Your defense. Kayshawn oh, what, yeah. Did you see Kayshawn? He was like, oh, the defense sucks. Shut up. You're like one of the worst number You're sevens trash. to come through the program. But So I don't even want to hear. Uh, but I mean, you got a running back of Ramondre Stevenson, but you have an awful offensive line. They don't run use them. them. Well, I think that there's more. I fault in- the Patriots. I fault the Patriots for drafting an offensive lineman in the first round with a good draft pick. They go after a guy that had no business being taken in the first, second, third, or fourth Torrance, round. Right? In the no, freaking Cole Strange is oh, there wait, my bad. That's on their offensive bills. line, and I, I just I don't understand. There's there's some things, and I get the Patriots like they're. You know, for getting diamonds in the rough in in the in the draft and stuff. Oh, that's but like, Bill Belichick, especially now. It's now it's like just go and get somebody who has proven success. I mean, I don't understand what all that's about. I mean, you have good players. You're you're you don't have the Deontay Hightower anymore and all that. And like now, you've got people that are just system players, and you don't really have anybody on that veteran experience to lean on to. And that's their problem. I mean, you just got J.C. Jackson back uh, because he decided to screw the Chargers and and decided to come back to the Patriots. Uh, I don't know why. He probably should have stayed with the Chargers at this point. But I mean, it's just it's things where I don't understand. I mean, one thing that Bill has mastered, Bill Belichick has mastered not being not having to pay these guys. Like the Patriots are out no money on all like most of their players. Because they get all of their players from previous teams on existing contracts, and those teams are paying them to play for the Patriots. So they're looking out when it looks He's like when you look at salary there. cap. But the problem is, is why are you still doing it if you don't have a quarterback like Tom Brady anymore? You're not saving any money for anybody. Like that's the that's the part that I don't understand when it comes to the Patriots. But I want to talk about the freaking Giants. The worst team in the NFL is the New York uh, Giants. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the, the <laughs> Patriots are the worst team in the NFL. But no, God, no, God. Jacob, no. you know the tank is on. They're letting the other teams right now. Even if they do tank, uh, the wait, Panthers, even if they the try Panthers. to tank, even if they try to tank, they can't. They won't be able to tank enough to get the, the Panthers. The division's too good. Other teams are paying their players. And Bill Belichick doesn't care about special teams. Come on, the tank is on. I mean, he's got the worst kicker and the worst punter in the league. Usually that's where they're like 
A plus. I just think that that's a little way to like throw a game, you know, with the 25 yard punt every now and then or a, a shanked 38 yard field goal. Oh, it was the wind of Foxborough. No, he's trying yeah, to just point a little man. bit. Hey, that big scoreboard. The, new, the new video screen <laughs> messed up the wind flow through the stadium. Yeah. Okay, Bill. Sure. Yeah. No. They are trying to lose, and they got a bunch of hodgepodge of veterans that don't know how to play football anymore. JC Jackson got kicked off the Chargers because he refused to play for them late in a game in a blowout. So, I mean, that Patriots way is just, it's not there, but hey, look, they did it for like 20 years. That's incredible. That's really hard to do. Hats off to the Patriots, but it's, it's clear to me that they're trying to usher in the next wave of players because how are they going to keep up with Miami this year or, or Buffalo even, you know, it's just not their I mean, year. Every team goes through cycles and, and that's the thing. Everybody goes through cycles. It just had, it just so happened that the Patriots cycle was 20 years long before, you know, they hit a brick wall. I mean, Miami, Miami had Dan yeah. Marino and after Dan Marino was gone, the Miami dolphins sucked for decades because they thought that freaking, uh, Ryan Fitzmagic was going to be the answer to all of their <laughs> always is nope. in Miami. <laughs> so, I mean, so everybody goes through it. The Bills went through it with their struggles. They never really had a franchise quarterback for quite a while. I mean, they went through Tyrod Taylor. They who also had the, Fitzmagic. Say, who's the who is the Bills quarterback before Josh Allen? I can't even Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. And people are in a, a fit. Wasn't there. Even oh, a, oh, how are you giving up on Tyrod? Yes, Eden Emmanuel quarterback at one point and now he works for espn again so it's like uh, there's like the bills have had their problems of course the jets have had problems for decades i mean yeah, i don't think the jets, haven't, the jets haven't won anything since joe namath and joe namath looks like a wet sock wearing an alabama jersey <laughs> sitting on the freaking set of espn so i, I it's just like it's, just, it's one of those things where a wet sock every, Every team goes through it. It's just some are some are longer than it's only five games for the Patriots. I mean, if they can salvage some part of a season, it's not like they're out of it. The funny part is, is it's not like they're out of it. Like when it comes to the wild card or anything, like it's it's still open to to every team in the NFL. Like that's the thing that's crazy about it. It's early. It's early. I mean, they played five really good run defenses too, and we. Thoroughly expected Ramondre Stevenson to get like 25 to 30 carries a game. That's not going to work against Miami and, and New Orleans and Dallas. So, you know, maybe when they start to play teams like Vegas and, you know, the teams coming up, they'll just run the ball and it'll at least keep it interesting. But like who's who in their right mind thought that going and getting Ezekiel Elliott was the right choice? Belichick. Now he's apparently their RB1 and Ramondre Stevenson, who was – Supposed to be their RB one is now getting less touches per game. It, it that's it's the probably problem. some sort of draft game. gimmick to get back at the Cowboys. There's probably some <laughs> stipulation that if he has like 31 carries on the season, <laughs> they get a <laughs> bonus pick or something. I don't know. I'm just this guy. talking out my butt. No, that that would be a valid point because the Jets have that deal with with uh, Aaron Rodgers, and now that won't happen. And I think yeah. the Jets keep their first round pick. The Packers got fleeced. Is what happened. Yeah, Rogers knew his Achilles was 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 bum. Uh, you mentioned teams that have been in a kind of a downward spiral. We got to talk about the Denver Broncos and oh, uh, good old Sean Payton. It's just karma, man. He, I mean, he should have known that from living in New Orleans for so long. 
the voodoo's gonna come back to get you. You leave the same. Even like up that. in the mountains, it's not scared about mother. Exactly, he's cursed. The Broncos suck. Russell Wilson sucks. Um, their defense sucks. It sucks. It's just yeah. Why come out of retirement for that situation? Like he was pretty coveted. You know, the Chargers were rumored to be in on him and some other teams. The Cowboys like, at one point. If you'd have waited a year, he probably could have gone to the Cowboys. So yeah, well, I mean, what what's there other than Russell Wilson, who's even Carolina would have been a better situation. <laughs> he likes hey, Wilson's gonna be uh, curing with uh Ciara before the end of the season, it, it feels like like he's just gonna go by and uh, who would be a better quarterback, Russell Wilson or future right now? God. Wow. Ain't nobody saving that garbage poverty franchise. Call up Quavo. Quavo. Have him come play QB for. for They're rumored to just completely break it down, which means yeah, I mean Jerry Judy and full on tankathon. Yeah, Cortland Sutlin probably all gone. Jerry Judy gone. What you bought? The uh, Bengals need to get Samaje Piran back. Is what they need to do. Yeah, he's their only bright spot on that team. Um, you mentioned Bengals. Joey B went to 7-Eleven. He found Jamar Chase. He said, come on, buddy. We got to remember how to play football. His calf's feeling better. He's making good throws. They just looked in, in sync. He did look around. healthy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they beat the Cardinals pretty handily. That's kind of what you expect uh, from the Bengals at this point. Uh, everybody was a little shocked at the beginning of the season. Um, and the 49ers just give them the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't even think we need to play it. Maybe put the 49ers and... Give me an AFC. I guess you can't count out Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, It'll probably yeah, be the chefs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the 49ers made a statement last night, basically just shutting down Dallas. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy, 10 and 0, is Mr. Irrelevant. Who would have saw that one coming? Uh, Trey Lance tried to trade signals like <laughs> the Astros. That was a, that was a jab at the Astros there. Uh, didn't work. I guess they they realized, oh, we changed our defense. Uh, from when you were here, buddy, it's not going to work. And then Wade, your boy, Justin Jefferson, tweaked his hammy. So how are you replacing him in fantasy? What do you got going on? I mean, I still have Devontae Adams. He's a little banged up too. But, uh, you know, y'all need to go to one PPR. So I said screw it and drafted four wide receiver ones. Got a little thin at running back. So I did have to give one of them up to get Isaiah Pacheco. But I think between Calvin Ridley and – uh, DJ Moore coming off his career night. I feel like I'll be able to piece it together, and I think I'll get Saquon back as well. So I won't have to start one of my uh, middling running backs that maybe should be a backup in the Canadian Football League or something. But uh, yeah, you were looking pretty rough there for a minute. I tried to offer my services, but you wouldn't take them. Oh yes, I, let me tell you, I really love Antonio Gibson and Kyle Pitts this time of the year. Yeah, hey, I tried. Look, Kyle Pitts, he had a great he had a great week last week. 18 fantasy points. Sometimes I think I Chet likes Kyle Pitts and Antonio Gibson more than any of us. I didn't draft Antonio Gibson. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, you finally let your loyalty down. Yeah. Um you mentioned uh what's his name on the Bears? Uh uh DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. I mean, like starts off Thursday night, pretty much wins you a wins you a game. Uh Tyler. Justin Fields better than Lamar Jackson right now. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, it's pretty even the way it's looking right now. I mean, looking off, off the Bears, I think that the Bears offense, you know, they're sitting at one and four. DJ Moore 
Sorry, way that's not going to happen every week. The fifty-two points. <laughs> I mean, he's going to have you know. Well, he might be able to get me fifteen. Yeah, I think that he's starting to get consistency. You know, the Bears are coming up. Uh, they have the Vikings. I think that Justin Fields uh, is a full-on start this week. DJ, DJ Moore is also a full-on start. I think that the Minnesota Vikings. I think that it's probably going to be an offensive shootout between both of those teams. That the secondaries uh, have a lot of question marks. Uh, but you know, you know, Lamar. It was a tough matchup against the Pits, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, it's always a close game. It's like 10 to 5 at, at one point. Uh, so Lamar. Yeah, that was a like, score got me waiting to happen. Yeah, it was like Lamar's had like two good games. You know, that one game uh, that I actually benched him uh, that one week, uh, he had like two rushing touchdowns uh, and two passing touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, I think it's pretty even. Uh, but, you know, Justin Fields so far hasn't been that elite rusher that he was uh, last year. I think he's been more now that he actually has a guy to go to with DJ Moore. So I, I think it's pretty even. So Tyler, if you got your fantasy football ready, you mentioned okay. benching and starting. We'll get it get it going. I'll, I'll uh, filibuster here for a second. Um, sure. Jonathan Taylor got I paid years. Well, let's hear it, Wade. What's your stat? Speaking of DJ Moore, he had every single wide receiver catch for the Bears on um, Thursday night, and only the tight end Cole Komet was the other Bear to have a reception. I don't think what? we see guys take over the. That's crazy. The, stat chart like that you know like they were just locked in on him and like the commanders were so bad that they couldn't even stop it but they weren't even looking to anybody else like there was like five targets to receivers other than dj Moore, but none of them were caught hmm. now we'll pile on jacob here later on about his uh his bets um with with the commanders taking them to start it but we'll uh we'll let it slide for a minute so tyler fantasy football corner Starts at sits of the week. What do you got? Yep. Uh, we're going on to week number six or at the halfway point of the fantasy season almost. Uh, so it's time to lock in and get that playoff spot and hopefully compete for a fantasy championship this year. So we are back with the starts in the sits, starting off with the quarterback start of the week. It is Joshua Allen. Coming off of a loss, uh, the Bills didn't look too hot. The offense uh, got off to a slow start against Jacksonville uh, in London. But nonetheless, he put up 28 fantasy points. So you got to feel good if you're a Josh fantasy owner, uh, and especially with the fan, the matchup that he has, the New York Giants down flow. It's a Sunday night game. It's going to be rocking Bills Mafia. It's going to be ready and rolling. I think that tables offense, are going to be split everywhere. Yeah, tables are going to be splitting, and I think that Josh Allen is going to have a career day. Would not surprise me if he gets into the 30s. Here uh, in this uh, projected total, uh, right now it's at 24. Would not shock me think that with the way that the New York Giants have been looking uh, with uh, Daniel Jones, he's had an MRI on his neck, so don't know if uh, Daniel Jones is going to be ready. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's expected and ready to go this week, but I don't think that's not really going to matter. This probably is not going to be even close of a matchup. Uh, so I think that Josh Allen in this offense uh, gets back on track. They're back at home that they are really going to be cruising against the Giants. So, so Josh Allen is going to have himself a day this against this Giants defense that just can't really stop anybody. They haven't really had uh, much luck this season. So let's go on now to the running back start of the week, and it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco. I think that this is just blaring. You must start him. This is like the absolute must start of the week. He's going up against the Denver Broncos. If you want to talk about some of the worst defenses in the NFL, the Denver Broncos is it. 
Isaiah Pacheco, uh, you know, coming off of a game, 55 yards, 16 attempts, a touchdown against the Minnesota Viking defense. It was a good enough game, but I think that he's going to absolutely explode. This game will not even be close at Thursday night, so be sure to set your lineups quickly. I think that Isaiah Pacheco, I wouldn't even feel confident if you need him to start as be your RB1 this week. I think that he can produce those RB1 numbers. Wouldn't surprise me. If he goes over that projected total of 17.9, the Broncos defense hasn't really had any answers uh, so far. So we're all about the matchups here and the starts of the week. Uh, so Isaiah Pacheco, I think not only uh, can – what's up? Where, where's the game at? Is it in Denver or Kansas? It's in Arrowhead. This is going to be over by the half. Uh, so. Okay. Over under how many times they show Taylor Swift first Isaiah oh. Pacheco uh, attempts, rushing well, attempts. What do we well, got? Well, they're, they're going to probably show Taylor Over Swift. under – 10 Isaiah Pacheco high knees per rushing attempt versus 10 <laughs> Taylor Swift showings uh, on TV. Uh, I, like, take I, the, take, I take the Swift. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the Swift one. I think that, though, uh, Pacheco is definitely going to find the end zone. I think Pacheco that looks he's, like gonna, he's marching on ants, man. He's going to have a big day uh, in the receiving game and also the running game, so feel confident in starting Pacheco sure. against a very bad Broncos defense. So let's go on now to the wide receiver star of the week, and he's back, Cooper Cup. If you have him, you've been waiting for him. You know, Puka Nakua, he also had a touchdown, uh, but I think that Cooper Cup is ready and reloaded. He's back in his role that we're so used to, and he's facing off against the Arizona Cardinals. Just looked at what Jamar Chase was able to do against that secondary. He had over three touchdowns. I think that Cooper Cup uh, coming off of a game where he doesn't score a touchdown, I think it's a safe bet that he finally finds the end zone. Matthew Stafford, it's like he didn't you know, didn't even really come off of injury. Matthew Stafford was looking to him early and often. Uh, so I think that Cooper Cup going up against the Arizona Cardinals, the Rams are in need of a win coming off loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that Cooper Cup is going to have a monster game against the Cardinals' uh, secondary uh, and offensive shootout. Uh, so give me Cooper Cup for the start of the week at the wide receiver position. Okay, now let's go on to the quarterback sit of the week, and we're going to be going to a rookie here, C.J. Stroud, going up against the New Orleans Saints defense, and they're feeling really good about themselves coming off of a shutout against New England. C.J. Stroud and uh, the Texans struggled. Early against the Falcons, the Falcons ended up winning that game. He only threw one touchdown, 249 passing yards. Uh, so a rough uh, matchup. This one might be more of a defensive game. Uh, both offenses uh, have been struggling as of late. Uh, so sit the rookie and wait for a better matchup going up against the Saints defense uh, that is looking really solid these past couple of weeks outside of the Tampa Bay game. Let's go on out to the running back set of the week, and he's back, Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, I know it's a better matchup, but I just cannot trust the Patriots' offense, especially the offensive line has been playing. Ramondre Stevenson is definitely a disappointment of the season. We all thought that he was going to be the RB1, and then Zeke Elliott comes in out of nowhere and steals a lot of the carries. So until you know this offense can find the end zone, I'm just going to be sitting Ramondre Stevenson. A better match to Vegas, but I just don't think that you can really trust what the Patriots have been putting on the field each and every week, especially against the Cowboys and the Saints. So sit them again this week against the Raiders. Okay, let's go on now to the wide receiver sit of the week, and that is Cortland Sutton. Don't really trust anybody on the Denver Broncos. You know, Jerry Judy, he had 11 points, uh, but not really any of the wide receivers on this Denver team is going to put up uh, the points to really win you 
uh, your fantasy matchup every week. The matchup for Cortland Sutton is definitely tricky this week going up against the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. That is definitely the improvement uh, of this season. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs defense has also been improving. Uh, so coming off of performance, only one catch and 13 yards. That was only good enough for 2.3 fantasy points. I don't think that really he even gets close to that 12.5 uh, uh, projected total points. Uh, the Broncos offense and that team is just full on, full out of whack. I just think that this is going to be a blowout on Thursday night. So that is the starts and sits of the week heading into week number six. Good luck in your fantasy matchups, everyone. Tyler, how do you feel about Zach Moss? Uh, should we start him? I mean, he just went off last week, right? The 35 fantasy points, I think it was. Let me fact check that. Against Tennessee, who has a very good rushing defense. Of course, Jonathan Taylor's back, but he didn't play that much. Um, Zach Moss has taken on Jacksonville. Do you think he's worth a shot? Yeah, it's tricky to see, you know, if Jonathan Taylor is going to play or not, and, and if he does, what's is it going to be like a split carry? But I'm not. I think that we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars really body up uh, the the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the, you know that you you know Damon Harris struggled, uh, and also James. So Zach Moss, any of the Indianapolis Colts running backs, I'm not really trusting against a very tough matchup against the Jags defense. Okay, and another one free advice from me, right here. If okay. you have Garrett Wilson, Chet is on a three-game win streak. Bench him. <laughs> don't start Garrett Wilson. Also, don't buy into the Kyle Pitts hype. I know he had 15 points this week, had like 80 yards, the most he's ever had in his career. Don't buy into it. All right, I'm thinking about it. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Just go ahead and bench. Keep him on your bench if you've got Kyle Pitts. Um, Jacob, anything you want to add since you are the fantasy football dominant? Uh, uh, across the three of us in our in our current league right now um yeah i i think uh i want to add that people don't buy into the off-season hype of these players are the best wide receivers and the best quarterbacks in the league like okay i have josh allen and i have stefan Diggs, but I have others outside of that that are producing buku amounts of points and they aren't close to being really the number one player for their team. So I think uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to come into like fantasy drafts with open, like you with an open mind, like take what you can and move on. Like do a little bit of research. Like I'll be really honest. I didn't do very it's much. Old research. starting George Pickens. It was very yeah. old. Starting I mean, George I started George Pickens. I mean, I read a little bit into it, but I picked him up last week uh and i said look he might he might be a one week and done type thing but i did have uh deontay johnson who's on ir so it's um it's a little weird like even miles like i have miles sanders miles sanders hasn't done anything for me this season and it's like one of those things drafted him pretty high too and i did yeah so it's like I've drafted guys sixth, seventh, eighth round, and that was the one guy I was off. So I'll take that like, for them. Way better, like I, yeah, I'm doing like way better than I thought I was really right now. Um, crazy points, and to be four and one like after tonight is kind of wild. So uh, yeah, yeah, you pretty I, much essentially I, had a bye week. Yeah, I mean Tyler, <laughs> Tyler's people were hurt, but Tyler, if they weren't, are you going to put up one sixty? No. 
Tyler, <laughs> so I'm team, if I'm new, only I'm put up like 160 once. I'm starting to uh, over Lamar Jackson. I think from here on out, I think it's time to cut to a time. You know, you you asked the question if uh, I'm just cursed with quarterbacks. You know, Kyler Murray last year and Lamar this year. I can't find. Yeah, one. you asked <laughs> the great. question if Justin Fields is a better quarterback right now than Lamar Jackson. Answer is yes. He is a better quarterback. Lamar doesn't right have now. any help. Like Odell. The wide receiver is literally the only option that is, and then Mark Andrews. That's all he's got. The wide receivers <laughs> literally can't catch the ball. Yeah, they can't. The they didn't help him at all. He could have had like two or three downs, but you know, Baltimore is a. That's tough the team price to you out. pay. But that's the price you pay being a quarterback in the NFL. You rely on your receivers in order. Yeah, you're to right. It might be two a time. So it's one of those things where it's like for Justin Fields, it's. He has DJ Moore. He has Cole Komet. But, like, outside of that, like, Wade was saying, like, they don't really have much. And the thing is, is they just have to balance run and pass. And their run is Justin Fields. So, it's it's different. I mean, they run a different offense. And, and right now, like, Baltimore's in a very tough division. And I don't think we spent enough time talking about the AFC North because the AFC North is really tough. I mean, the Browns are dead last in the division, but they're two and three. And they've actually won two decent games. So it's one of those where the Steelers just battled through. They were playing at home against the Ravens. The Ravens gave the game to them on a silver platter. So it, it that's a coaching thing at that point. I think that's on John Harbaugh. Like at that point, if he, the decisions that you make, and throwing into double or like one-on-one coverage in the end zone against a guy that the Steelers picked in the first round of the draft. Like I just kind of stupid, stupid things to do. And like, they rely too much on Lamar's legs too. And you can't do that. Like, it's just like, if you're make him throw like it, and that's what teams have done. They've brought so much pressure that Lamar can't run out of the pocket. Yeah, you make him one-dimensional, and that's where his strength is, is being that mobile quarterback and extending his play. So we'll see how it plays out. But for the moment, Jacob reigns supreme in our fantasy football league. Uh, and I don't see any ending the, because we have – one, baby. When Living you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and uh, Travis Kelsey, that three-headed monster, that's putting you up guaranteed probably 75 every week. Um, so that's a pretty good way to start. Uh, I still, I still have, have let this happen again. <laughs> I still have one weakness. My weakness is that I still cannot draft week? a quality running back. I still cannot draft running backs. I don't that understand why. I hope I play you when we get to the when the Bills have a bye week. That way, just mentioned that. Tyler gets to play <laughs> me when all my players are on the week twelve bye. There you go. Uh, uh, something you're not. You something you you did too great in Jacob would be betting with our friends over on wolf spreads that uh yeah. i don't think you understood how the app worked but i'll get to it in a second uh but let's get no to no no no, no, no. i'll be brutally honest i he did understood. know how it worked i the objective is to win this the rules much of money, the game and i money. absolutely <laughs> this isn't golf threw. i said okay. i want to go low so i went real low yeah you went uh We'll get into it. So, uh, building that bankroll brought to you by our friends over at Wolf Spread. It's time for building that bankroll. Ching, Ching is right. Building that bankroll, uh, like I said, brought to you by our friends over 
at Wolf Spreads. You can download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. I think that's what it's called, right? Android Play Store? I don't know. Um, but it's pretty simple, right? You get a $2,000 fantasy bankroll, um, and you play against your friends. You can join our league. I have it posted on our Twitters. We have an NFL and a NCAA college football league. Um, you get $2,000. It's fantasy money and in a sense you there's no risk involved and you just you place bets to see who comes out on top so uh let's start with the nfl well, nfl still live let's go with our college we had a few listeners join us um in this league wade congratulations you are currently at the top with a 720 dollars profit uh tyler you're at second with 153 Wade's lovely bride Elise is at a seven dollar profit. She played it conservative. One bet. By one one myself. In Alabama. <laughs> Did she put the whole two thousand on Alabama? Yeah, no. she bet seven. She bet ten dollars to win seven on Alabama. That's the only bet she placed. She not realized that it resets. She uh, thought that we had two thousand for the whole season. Uh, no, so you get two thousand every week. Um, Myself, I was at negative 743, so not great. Uh, my biggest one, though, was Oklahoma State uh, had that money line. So that, that was great. And then Jacob, minus 2,000. Uh, didn't win a single bet. And then in the NFL, it <laughs> gets a little better, I guess. Uh, Tyler, 626. Good profit there, Tyler. Good job, good job. Wade, 511. Very nice, very nice. I'm at $25. Uh, Jacob's at zero, and then Joe, shout out Joe, joined our league. Uh, negative 900. Um, so hopefully, get him next week, Joe. Yeah, get him next week, Joe. <laughs> uh, um, but Wolf Spreads free to download. You can bet against us. Uh, uh you know, we want to get as many people involved with this as possible. It's a really fun, simple app to use. Wade mentioned it looks just like DraftKings or Barstool. He thought he was betting away his savings account, didn't even realize he was using the Wolf Spreads. I app. wish I was. Maybe I should use yeah, that. Yeah, you did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> just take the, whatever you bet, Wolf Spreads, take it over to, to uh, you know, your DraftKings or your family. Divide it by let 100. It ride. No, full, multiply it by 100, Wade. Let it ride. Um, <laughs> But best bets this week. Let's start with some NFL bets. Tyler, what are you eyeing this week? I am eyeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover and almost beat. I'll do plus three against the Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay is fresh. They're coming off of the bye week. The Bake Show, he is feeling great because Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, just knocked off the upset. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Bucks to cover plus three against Detroit. And honestly, on Wolf Spreads, I'm going to just take them uh, to win outright. So if you want to feel that spicy, go ahead. But right now, I'll do plus three. Spicy. All right. Sprinkle some cash on it. Wade, who you got for the NFL? All right. The uh, over-unders have been treating me pretty well, uh, both on Wolf Spreads and in our Building That Bankroll segment. So I'm going to go with the over 46.5 between the Bengals and the Seahawks. Uh, these are two pretty good offenses. We saw the Bengals get into a groove. Um, and, and the Seahawks, you know, they seem to be in their groove as well uh, with Geno Smith. So I see both teams getting in the 20s in this one. Um, so I think it's pretty clear that they'll go over 46 and a half. I like it. I like it. All right, Butch, time to redeem yourself. <laughs> what do you got this week for the NFL? All right. For this week for the NFL, um, I, I'm going to play it kind of weird uh the saints are the one and a half on the road i'm gonna pick the okay. texans to win outright oh, that's a spite in pick. this one um, that's definitely a slight pick 
No, it's not. It's not a spite pick. It's not a spite (laughs) pick. I promise. The Saints are coming off a big win against the Patriots. The issue is, is the Patriots and the Texans are two completely different football teams right now. Um, and, And I just don't think the Saints defense is able to stop the Texans at home. Uh, tough place to play, and I think it's their opportunity to get back to 500. Um, both teams 500 kind of shake some things up. So, yeah, I mean, the Saints only being one and a half, they're giving the Texans a little bit of respect. I give them enough to win the game. Okay. Flat just going mm. with the Texans' money line. I have to investigate a, that pick, but okay. It's a homer pick for me with the Saints and the new team with Houston. So, I, I'm just going to – I'm going to root for points. Everybody wins, right? Uh <laughs> Everybody from, gets a juice from, box. Yes. <laughs> you, get for, you get a car. For, shout out Oprah. Uh, for my best bet for the NFL, uh, this is a weird line. Minus five, the 49ers versus the Browns. It doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson is playing or not. Give me the 49ers minus five all day. They probably beat them by 40. Okay. <laughs> After what they just did to the Cowboys, give me, give me the 49ers uh, spread all day. So, uh, college football, we'll mix it up. Fletch will go with the minus 2,000 himself. What do you got in the college game? <laughs> Dude, I'm away money. I just can't win, can I? Um, nope. No, I, I think as far as college goes, um, biggest game of the weekend, uh, Oregon on the road at Washington. Uh, I'm like going to take Washington to cover the three points at home, or the two and a half at home. Yep. So they could win that game by three. Uh, I think Washington deserves a little bit of respect. They definitely are a really good team, um, and, and a lot they're of people the, are high the on favorites, them. right? They yeah. are. Two and a half they are. Favorite? Yeah. Yeah. So I, because they're playing at home, but both of these yeah, teams yeah. really have high-powered offenses, undefeated, and uh, I think the Huskies are just a better football team overall. This is honestly the Pac-12 championship unfolding in front of our eyes. Um, Could be a rematch. Two and, yeah, two and a half point spread is definitely one you want to hammer. Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a three point game there. That's a good pick, Fletch. Maybe you'll uh, just put all two thousand on it. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, what do you got this week? I'm going to the ACC. I'm gonna go with the North Carolina Tar Heels to cover the three and a half. If you didn't watch what happened to Miami, it was the most <laughs> bizarre ending that I've probably ever seen. Miami losing to Georgia Tech after Georgia Tech just lost to Bowling Green. Yeah, I've seen enough. Drake May is going to freaking throw for 400 yards and have a day. I think that North Carolina covers easily against the Canes. I hear that uh, Miami players are protesting because their coach is just (laughs) absolutely just awful. Um, Wade, what do you got? I'm going to kick it down to the SEC. I'm going to go with South Carolina covering two points at home against Florida. Uh, I think the Gamecocks can win by three, kind of like Jacob had for the Huskies. I think uh, a home field goal is uh, definitely manageable. I think they could win by more than that. Though, but... South Carolina. <laughs> hey, I haven't is picked South them on building that Yeah, they are. Ca- two-point favorites? What's the last time you – if you would have told me South Carolina was two-point favorites over Florida 10 years ago, that would have been like, you have lost your dang mind. Um, my bet this week – no no shame, Wade, but I still love the Gamecocks – uh, mine is the USC and Notre Dame game. That's uh, that's gonna be a good one. And I'm going over 63. I think USC is gonna <laughs> score a ton of points, and it's mostly gonna be USC. Um, uh, 
now that I'm looking at it, Jacob's shaking his head, but I don't know if I trust Jacob's betting advice uh, <laughs> <laughs> after last week. What a god! Um, the only praise Jacob gets is in fantasy. I guess. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just dogging just buried his fantasy. Have you mind? <laughs> have you mind? Put that him on a pedestal. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler and I have had 11, 11 leg parlays the last two weeks, and we have hit. And it was done on the 11. first game because. <laughs> and none of them have been hit. No one have been hit, so I'm not betting with you. Eleven game parlays are mortgages, you know. <laughs> they they really too. are. <laughs> no, I think USC's defense is so terrible. There's right? a chance of freaking pigs flying of one of these parlays are hidden. <laughs> Sam Hartman's gonna be able to score points. I mean, we know USC's offense is gonna put up points with Caleb Williams. So over 63, I could see this being like a, a 38-35 type of game. Um, yeah. so that's our bets uh for this week let us know in the comments who you're riding with um and uh, we get into a fan favorite segment here who got that dog in <laughs> who got that dog in them uh brought to you by our friendly little halloween dog if you're watching over on youtube um as always we got to keep him on there uh, I'll start with Jacob. I won't give you any hate for this. Who do you pick for who got that dog in? Uh, I'm going to the lovely game, uh, on Saturday night in Louisville. Um, Jawar Jordan, the running back for Louisville, absolutely had himself a game. Um, beasted just, just Make it Thanksgiving. Off. 21 carries for 143 yards, uh, averaging 6.8 a carry, two tutties. I mean, just absolutely ran the ball straight down the throat of uh, Notre Dame. I, it just made the Notre Dame look silly. And, uh, yeah, they they need intense help. Like, it's just – it's going to be a rough season. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the season um, – if they lose another game, I don't think they belong in the top 25. Just my opinion. Um, I agree. I agree. They're, they're just, frauds. Well, Tyler and I talked. Tyler and I, side note, Tyler and I talked, and I said, at this point in the season, I don't think that any two-loss team belongs in the top 25 right now. Not saying that you can't make your way back into the top <laughs> 25. Will, okay, hear me out. There's two Here teams. Two teams in the top 25 that have two losses. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you what have balloons? What was, what was that? Happy birthday, Jacob. <laughs> it's not my birthday, but thanks. If you're watching um, on YouTube, no. it's because you're a clown. You're, this is a clown. Oh, oh, they got balloons oh, going up in front of you. Oh, thanks. Seriously, I didn't no. do that. I don't know how that happened. So, <laughs> so LSU <laughs> and Notre Dame are the only two teams in the top 25 with two losses. I just don't feel like right now they should be in that spot that they should be in the top 25. There's other teams outside of the top 25, like Air Force, who's a really good football team that I think should be in the top 25. Um, it just there, there's more team. Wyoming is another good team. Like I just think that right, until like, this weekend. at the end of the day, they're going to work their way back no. into the top 25. <laughs> Just like right now, they're holding them in the top 25 for sympathy at this point because they don't want them outside of the top 25 because it looks bad. But it like they're going to work their way back in. It's just going to, that's reality. And it's just, I think right now you need to take it for 
what it's worth and move them outside of the top 25. Okay, okay Rant's done. All right, so Louisville's running back. I just saw my other screen. The I was what I have the playback going, and balloons just popped in your face. And that was pretty funny. Tyler, <laughs> who's your pick for dog that? of the week? Man, after that moment, I had to give it to that. Uh, but I'm going to go with Dylan Gabriel, uh, Oklahoma gonna, quarterback. <laughs> what was that? I was going to ask how he even made the balloons pop up on his screen to begin with. What did you do, Jake? I I have no I idea. I have no idea. I never pressed the button. Uh, I don't know. It must be some celebratory <laughs> button that I don't know. But I'm going to go with Dylan Gabriel. Uh, definitely surprising uh, about Oklahoma. I think that Oklahoma is a legit football team. He had 285 yards and a touchdown, and he also did on the ground 14 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Gabriel, uh, you know, everyone was talking about how good Texas was. Are they the best team uh, at last, us last week? Uh, and then, uh, so I think that OU, you know. After last year, you know, they lost that game 49 and nothing and turn around and beat them. OU is looking pretty dang good. I tell you what, Oklahoma and Texas what? are looking like the two best SEC teams right now, if I'm being honest. And I what do you want, Mr. Balloon yet. Man? What do you want to say? I don't know, I don't know Tyler, <laughs> but all I got to say is that you were pretty high on Texas. Oh. So you were really quick to just throw them right out the back door. Like, What do you mean? <laughs> My team has been Washington. Well, okay, we talked about this. Okay, this is spillover from college football coast to coast. Okay, come on. <laughs> Tyler, bring it on. very high on Texas. You had them inside of your college football playoff. We didn't even do our college football picks. We okay, were doing when we talked, you had week. them in your college football. It might have not been Yeah, that was there. after they – That's hey, we literally said that we're not going to do it until next week because of this big game. Of Oklahoma and Texas, they're, okay, they're but Texas can still be in the college football playoff. They're going to be playing no Oklahoma chance. again. The no championship game. What do you mean? No Who chance. else is going to be there? Who no else? Chance. Give me the team, Fletch, please. Oklahoma is not going to win out. Here. Like so, Time how are here. they going to be able to? You're looking at a potentially. I think every conference is going to have a one loss champion. Okay, so, or one, it, so that's false. Not Georgia's going to lose to Vanderbilt this week. What? Uh, oh, okay. You've got you've got one. <laughs> you got that one out. Let's the quiz bowl? Let's, let's let's table this discussion here and, and let's finish. Got that dog in, and we'll dive right into college football talk. Okay, uh, let's get Wade's dog of the week, and then we'll we'll, we'll discuss the Sorry, Tyler's Wade. dog trash <laughs> Texas pick for the college football. Hey, play. the college football talk spills over. You know, we're just like bursting at the seam to talk about it. Uh, so yeah, my dog of the week going into the show was going to be DJ Moore, but I kind of feel like that's old news. I'm going to go with some baseball. I'm going to go with Austin Riley as y'all are blabbing on about, you know, (laughs) Patriots sucking and whatnot. Austin Riley hit a go ahead two run home run as the Braves looked like they were in complete dismay and they put that hammer on the Phillies tonight, uh, four to three. So Philly fan lots. How about that? I just Rock. left your page because you're Philly. annoying. And uh, Austin Riley got that dog Game in him for sure. Game over. Braves won. And they won, yeah. I suck at Philly. Uh, my pick for who got that dog in him is no, <laughs> none other than the best quarterback in the nation uh, on a two-loss team that's ranked inside the top 25, and that's Mr. Jane Daniels, who accounted for uh, almost 400 yards offense this weekend, four touchdowns. He's done it every week. He is second, I think, to only Michael Penix in passing yards this season. Um, yeah. So, a guy that I was that very one. high on coming into exactly. the season. 
So like catching footballs football. means nothing on this show because we had two receivers get 180 yards receiving. I thought, that, I thought that one of you would have went with Jamar Chase. Okay. So that's why I didn't go with him. Yeah, I nope. was thinking about it. Broken ribs? No, he's good. He nah. practice today. You don't need no rib. He a dog. Big time dog. Dog got I don't know. The man was on the ground rolling around on the ground. He's gonna die. <laughs> well, that was a dirty hit. All right. So, but they still okay. The, all the people the that said that lines all day. the people that said that Missouri was playing dirty. Every freaking down that I watched, I didn't see anything dirty. Yeah, because you didn't watch the game. You were too busy I did working watch at the, the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, Jay Daniels deserves to be in the Heisman race. I mean, you look at the numbers; it's simple enough. It's just the LSU defense that's holding them back. Uh, Let's get to our college football talk here. Okay, we've been we've been talking about it all night. Uh, if you got a pick for dog of the week, drop it in the comments. Um, let's pick up the discussion here. I think there's going to be a one a, potential to have every conference champion with a one loss. I mean, yeah. Georgia is not unbeatable. Okay, they could very easily. They almost lost to Auburn last week or two weeks ago. They're uh, rounding the form. They are rounding into form, but they could lose in the conference championship. What I, I guess I, I worded that incorrectly. I, there. I worded that plus you beat them. I worded that incorrectly. Maybe not potential one loss conference champion. I think you have a one loss team from every conference make it in there. You got it's going to be Texas and Oklahoma. All right, in the Big Twelve, I think we all kind of agree on that, right? And I think if except Texas for they could be things shot, probably freaking Iowa State's State. going to make it. Um. I think if Texas Texas gets another shot at Oklahoma, I think they take that revenge. Uh, you look at the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, they all play each other, and they're all going to play each other twice, right? There's no there's no east and what? west in this one, or north yes, and south, is. whatever Seriously, it is. They're going to face each other. Damn, probably. Big Ten's going to ruin it. Um, For one more year. Okay, so maybe they, they'd be undefeated. It'll probably be Michigan, but Penn State's looking pretty well. Ohio State sucks. Uh, we're not an Ohio State <laughs> show. Uh, I'll give you that one, Jacob. Um, the ACC Florida State. Yeah, it's looking like a Florida State runaway, unless North Carolina but unless, or Louisville might have to say something about that. But I got a question: If you have an undefeated Washington or Oregon, an undefeated Pac-12 champion, would you put them in over? Throw out a scenario: Georgia, a one-loss Georgia team that didn't win the SEC championship. Yeah, they throw them out. If they're undefeated, they're in for sure over any one-loss champion, but Georgia's going to go in over a one-loss Big 12 champion or a Big 10 champion. Yeah, so... The committee has shown that they do not give a rat's ass about who wins the conference championship. Like, they really don't, at the end of the day. All they care about is wins and losses at the end of the year. All they care about is the record at the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, Penn State won the Big 10 championship in 2016, and... They didn't put them in. So there's scenarios where you've had teams that are one loss make it in over over teams that were undefeated, and then that point they're discussing strength of schedule and all that BS. Where, I mean, if if Georgia is like like you said, if Georgia was in a situation where they were eleven and one and Washington was 12 and 0. I think they have to put Washington in because not only would they be undefeated, 
even if Georgia won the SEC championship at 11 and one, I think their strength of schedule wasn't good enough. And Washington's strength of schedule is way above what Georgia's strength of schedule ever is, would be, or is going to be. So yeah, honestly, college football looks pretty balanced this year. I mean, you got two West Coast powerhouses, you got two Big 12 powerhouses while they're still in that conference. You got a, a three or four teams still in play in the ACC and the Big 10. So, I mean, honestly, we could be talking about which conference champion doesn't get that shot and it might be the only one that does have a loss uh or you know a, a battle of who's who's the worst of the one loss conference champions is what we could have but i mean if somebody comes out undefeated and in, in the pac-12 or the big 12 i mean they're gonna be it right in line for with georgia for that number one seed because if I it think- comes down at the end of the day because if it comes down to the end of the day like okay whoever wins the big 10 is gonna get in whoever wins the sec is gonna get in for the, I mean, realistically, two loss LSU. LSU. What if it's two huh? loss LSU? What if it's two it's loss LSU? It's not a two loss LSU. I'm sorry. What if it's, it's two it's loss not, LSU. It's not gonna be Chad. I'm what, really what if it's a three loss Ole Miss? You what if it's a three loss A and M? Like you know. What if it's a um, Vanderbilt? Yeah, they beat an Georgia. Eight loss, an eight loss Vanderbilt. Eight loss Vanderbilt. Well, the thing is, is do they take? I mean, if it comes down at the end of the day to Big 12 ACC, who are you going to take? I mean, like, that that's my, my opinion because I, I immediately think, think of Oklahoma, Texas, or, like, Florida Louisville State. or Florida State. What about – well, I mean, Notre Dame's done, right? We can, no, I think we could all agree on that. They're, they, don't, they don't do themselves any favors. I'm so glad that people can stop talking about Notre Dame being in their college football. You had them game. in your bull crap. Don't even give that. So you had them in your college football. I crashed them at the beginning. No, don't of the even backtrack on you because they have two losses. You're going to be like, oh, I didn't have them in my college football. I trashed them at the beginning of the season. I trashed them. Yeah, I do remember I Jacob trashing them. Notre Dame. And you then trashed them, and then I'm literally the week after. Hey, you they looked okay. The they looked good. They Not looked anymore. good. They Not looked good. Problem. Louisville's better than them now. I mean, they just flat out beat them. I think we can all agree, though. And maybe, oh, my headphones died. Um, <laughs> That's asking that for a lot good. between Jacob and Ty. <laughs> You're sorry, man. All <laughs> our back and forth is making your headphones go zerk. Just having a connection issue. Best believe Chet's going to keep those AirPods in for the sh- the show factor. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. My headphones disconnected from my laptop. Trying to get them connected here. Uh, it's because but they're bouncing back and forth between Jacob and Tyler's voices in your head, and it, they just went into overdrive. <laughs> exactly. That that's exactly what happened. Um, what I was going to ask y'all was right. It's because you have a more balanced, like you have players leaving SEC schools to go play on the West Coast, East Coast, and the ACC, all of that. Um, and I think this would have been a perfect year for a playoff expansion because that's the most balanced it's going to be. Who knows if it's going to be like this next year? If they got it this year in a playoff expansion, it would have been perfect. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's almost like distributing the talent over six conferences with a 12-team playoff is a good idea because you can take the top two from every conference. But no, we're now going to go to a model where we're going to take 
the top six SEC teams, the top four Big Ten teams, and it's just going to be uh, – you're right. We're going to lose that balance and, and the regional focus, right, you know? Yeah, I mean, conferences don't matter at this point. I mean, they they really don't. Like, once you get to the expansion, they won't matter. Like, making big conferences doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, who cares what conference you're in because as long as you're one of the 12 best teams in the country – you're in. I mean, that's that's really well. The only it. benefit so, that you have is it'll be a conference champion automatic bid, right? I think they said the the power. Sure. The, that the is power the rule, five. but the you benefit see, is uh, the a couple money. Of two lost teams in get in. But here's yeah, the like, deal: you could have a two. Like, think about that. Like the Big Ten East right now, you have Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. So all three of them could potentially be in and if we had been doing the 12 team playoff for the last let's see i don't know six seven eight years they would be in if we have done it all three of those teams would have been in and that's like an overloaded big 10 and that's why they're bringing in ucla usc washington oregon like the big 10 sucks they don't it play ain't nobody. about to suck anymore. Like, ooh, Michigan's played Indiana, Purdue, and all that. It's like, they not don't about to suck anymore. <laughs> it's not going to suck anymore. I mean, you're going to see an absolute overall of what the Big Ten currently is. A hall into a, it's into a new new conference. That's what is needed. It needs a fresh start yeah. to get some competitive teams in there and not have the same three. But at the expense of a Pac-12 conference, like Tyler and I talked about cool. this on Coast to Coast, and – I made the statement like a team like Washington State. A team like Washington State is a ranked football team right now. And the conference, buddy. Get on currently get on. they have no plans to join the Big 12, no plans to join the Big Ten because there's no room left. They're gonna have to go to a group of five conference. Join the, the ACC. What's wrong with joining the ACC? Just take a cross. That makes no flight, sense. Play yet. Just, well, they gotta join <laughs> somebody. Stanford, they so could have when Stanford did. <laughs> Stanford and Cal, you know, since they opened the, make, the can of worms. I mean, the Big They're 12, just going to have to rename the conference. Can we just the rename Indy the conference? conference? Oh, they're going to they're gonna have to rename it. I mean, No, they won't. They didn't do it for the last round of expansion. You're going to have the Atlantic Coast Conference with SMU completely landlocked, playing completely landlocked Louisville. And then you're going to have uh, the Big Ten championship game with 18 teams. And the Big 12, which had 10 teams, but now has, what, 20? So <laughs> the only one that will continue to reign supreme is the Southeastern Conference. The SEC did it right. Every single team is in the Southeast of the Geographically, country. we don't have to travel from Timbuktu to you know the Californias. <laughs> well, I mean, the they travel from Norman to Gainesville or to Columbia, South Carolina is going to be difficult but at the core of it if you lived in alabama and you wanted to go to half your team's football games it's about the only conference that you could these days i mean the big 10 is kind of close-knit but now that you're introducing the west coast travel that's going to throw it off but at least the sec is regionally focused so jacob is like i don't know what the show on fox is called but it's like a political talk show where it's like four republicans and there's one democrat (laughs) that's jacob in the five the five, yeah, it's it's us three SEC fans, and then the one Big Ten guy. Well, it hurts. He's like, it, listen to us. It's so you dumb. can't say they didn't do it right, though. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not bad mouthing the SEC. I'm not 
talking about the SEC and any stretch of the imagination, like I'm thinking about the Big Ten and thinking, my God, Pasadena to freaking State College. Like, oh, yes, what horrible. a great road That's trip it. we got going on there. Like, I, it's, it's just worse. stupid. It's Rutgers bad. to yeah. freaking like Oregon. whatever, UCLA or something. Eugene, Oregon. Like, what, yeah. what are we doing? Well, from, yeah. From one side to the other. So, all right, games. We could talk college football expansion and playoffs till we're blue in the face, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we had some games this weekend, some some actual good ones. You had LSU beat Missouri. Their defense seemed to get a few stops. Jane Daniels, future Heisman Trophy winner, uh, took over the oh game. Oh, boy. What do we got uh, going on? I'm sorry. What, what are we talking, talking about here? here? Um, Oklahoma in the Red River, Red River, I guess it's Red River rivalry, but we're calling it the Red Why River shootout. Um, they they beat Texas on a last second touchdown. Uh, like I said earlier, I mean, you got honestly, they aren't in the SEC yet, but they'd be the top two teams in the conference, in my opinion, right now. Um, with how they've, they've both been playing, uh, I don't know if you saw the Oklahoma players got horns down tattooed on their their thought, oh, wow. but whenever yeah. you look down, though, it's actually no, that's up. stupid, is what that is. Uh, <laughs> 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 Well, Tyler, you uh, you should be a tattoo artist because you, you just defeated their uh, their plan. Yeah, uh, Bama with a kind of a statement win over. I tried uh, to tell y'all that ain't oh, statement. Hey, there ain't no hey, statement hey, in that. Uh, All y'all drinking hey, Aggie oh, sorry. And Hold on, again. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I, I misread my notes. Bama figured it out. Georgia had a statement win over Kentucky. There we go. I got it. Georgia. I was about to say a six-point win over A&M ain't a statement win. I can tell you that. (laughs) Georgia made themselves known that they're the number one team in the SEC and in the country. Um, Notre Dame, on the other hand, adios, because Louisville just dropped it on you. Jack Harlow was all over the field. Uh, and they're 33 to 21. Colorado, uh, Shadur Sanders flexed in front of the Arizona State student section after they win. Congrats. You beat a one in five team. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think anyone, I think everybody inside Boulder still on the hype train, but everyone outside of Boulder has kind of moved on. We realize they'll probably make a bowl, get lucky, go six and six. Congrats. Yeah. You, you won your four games. Uh, they play US. No, they already played USC. They're already done with them. They're pretty much done with the bulk of their schedule. Okay, so yeah, they might they might win a couple more games, but uh, good turnaround from last year. Uh, of course, my shooter Sanders Heisman bet's not looking great. Uh, Haynes King, former Texas A and M star, the hero, Georgia Tech, the hero, Miami, Mario Cristobal. Is this a fireable offense to run the ball when you can kneel it? Which, granted, the running back was down. I don't care what anybody says. That wasn't even his first time doing Shouldn't it. He happened. did the same he has crap never against Stanford and Oregon. Stanford and I was Oregon, doing, it was the same thing. I was, I was doing some research. He has never kneeled the ball because he refuses to take negative plays on purpose. It's like, dude, you could well, take the a negative play is that you're out the playoff consideration. Yeah, you're the same old Miami. <laughs> Um, I think they should fire Mario Cristobal just for that. And th- there should. We should start a service called Clock Management and just or Clock Consulting. We'll call it the CC Club, uh, where we go around to coaches and say, look, we'll just watch the clock the whole time so you don't have to worry about it. Because in this one case, 
We could have saved his job telling him, no, do not run the ball, kneel the ball. Also, it wouldn't have mattered. He was aware of the clock. Miami's quarterback should have said, no, coach, we're taking a knee. He blamed the running back. He said, we should have called a timeout. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do so much. Talk to our team about ball security. So he wanted to stop the clock, take a timeout, and then come out on the field and run the ball. But instead, they just ran the ball. And the running back must have forgotten about ball security. Like, no, I take the knee. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was the wind. The, the wind knocked the, the ball uh, out, coach. Sorry. The explanation right. was worse than what happened. Like, he had every chance to say, oops, I didn't realize we could have kneeled it out. Up. But he tried to explain his way out of it and made it much worse. Well, here's I mean, the thing. Like, is he calling plays for them? Who's their offensive coordinator? I think he's not calling the plays, but I would think the head coach has the ultimate say on like game decisions right. like that, you know, like yeah. end of game, if we're going for a field goal, if we're, you know, going for two, those are all head coaching decisions. I don't know. It's, it's a situation where my brain hurts watching it. And like, I, I don't think it's a higher, like a higher, a fireable offense. I think it uh, is. I, well, only because. I mean, in my mind, it is. But here I go thinking in the minds of the uh, the university. They're not going to fire. Get rid of them for another buyout. (laughs) Uh, They're just not going to. Yeah, like that's that's how many fans were even impacted by this. Like Miami has no fans ever since they got rid of the Orange Bowl. That program has been an absolute dump. Yeah, Miami kind of sucks. This was their chance to not be, but here they are. (laughs) That place they they use that stadium like. They are a used lemon car that they got off of a salvage lot. Like it's it's like it. it's terrible. <laughs> I was going to say something know. else, but I can't. So, <laughs> well, Haynes King and Georgia Tech went in there and upset them, and they get the twenty four twenty win on the final play, which was a, a nice throw. Um, also, yeah. Miami's defense. How do you let the one wide receiver get? Because back they already took their pads off. off. <laughs> that's true. They did. Um, yeah, that's just mind boggling. There. Um, what else do I got? Oh, I wanted to – but there's been a lot of fans storming the field lately. And it's, it hasn't been, like, huge upsets. Has it been upsetting an undefeated number one team? Uh, I'm trying to – one that comes to mind. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss beat LSU. Clemson every week. Colorado against freaking <laughs> Colorado State. What? Do, how do you all feel about that? Do you think it needs to stop? Go with uh, I get Louisville I doing it, but not all the other ones. Who cares? I mean, there's an emotional appeal to college football that, you know, like you can't always quantify it based off who was favored or who's the underdog. You know, like sometimes you're just at a game and your team's been losing the whole time and it's an emotional win. And, you know, the the players want to go out there. I mean, the fans want to go out there with the players. Usually it's led by the the college kids. Um, So I, I get it. But I also think that sometimes if it is a little bit more predetermined, like you've been winning the whole game, you could sit there and think about it like, hey, like we're beating the number 24 team in the country and we're the number seven team in the country. Is this that big of a deal? Uh, Probably not. But it's just, I guess, the raw emotion of the game. And um, I think that the fines are, they were supposed to be prohibitive, uh, but Clearly not. Money seems to be well. It's only not the SEC much that does it, right? Does any other conference issue a fine? No, just the SEC, far as I know. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Missouri got lucky um, a, a couple weeks ago because their ten year ten uh, year rule uh, expired. Um, Neil says let them rush the field. I mean, I'm all for rushing it, but I think it depends on the matchup. Like, wait, I get what you're saying. Your heart gets into it. You're losing. You come back and win. But Colorado and Colorado State, a team that you were a 23 point favorite, that one makes no sense. And you win in overtime, dude. Just that's get media. The hell out that's of media stadium. hype. That's media hype. And on top of it, like, okay, fellas, we were all new. Like, we're all pretty, pretty much newly out of college. Like, okay, in in the grand scheme of things, if we were sitting in the in the student section and oh, a I've large group I- of and people say we're rushing the field like who cares what team it is like and the people are doing it. it's like you have no choice unless you just want to get trampled or you just do it <laughs> well now they're starting to hit players that's kind of the issue um it happened this week i can't remember who it was but i know last week the lsu i mean the, the dude ran up in front of uh jacoby and guillory i think is his name he's like 340 pounds big old dude uh like hits him and the student, and he turns around and just shoves him like three yards down the field. It's like, how can you be that stupid uh, for one? But and you got to think about player safety. Uh, I don't know. There's a yeah, lot but they're college play. students too. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, it's it's not like it's the NFL. Like, if that's the case, then yeah. there's going to be like, you know. Uh, it's going like, to be 40. Oh, the NFL is like going to a movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, College football just has that, that element to it. And I guess other conferences have figured out how to get the players out safely or they've just embraced it. So I, I truly don't mind it. Uh, pretty quickly I'm surprised by NASCAR Neil's take, though, because I remember when he was a equipment manager, he didn't like it that we were storming the field because he had to claim every single helmet because people like us would go over there and try to steal sweatpants and helmets and jerseys and microphones so i'm glad nascar neil's come around now that he's a retired manager it's from when we stormed the field against uh uh georgia it's an espn mic i'm joking it's not (laughs) i think i got like a georgia uh players like knee pad or something i don't got his (laughs) band-aid from the back of his yeah uh i think clips and storming every game is pretty stupid but yeah there's a lot we don't have time for that hey what about the video (laughs) of the guy who uh took the old Miss player's helmet and was wearing it on the field. Like how about the dummy that did the backflip off the goalpost and like <laughs> broke his back. That was that, that guy was on something. And last year some of the LSU fans stole the pylons. That was uh Okay, that was stupid of LSU storming the field against Ole Miss last year. Hey, the hey the students wanted to do it. I saw it as a free pass onto the field. We I should never show in the field when so we no beat wonder, Ole Miss. So no wonder Ole Miss freaking stormed the field. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, you're asking that asking for it. Yeah, I know. When I was at the game uh, two weeks ago, I was like, the guys sitting around us were like, oh, should we go on the field? Because they're about our age. And I was like, if it makes you feel better, I went on the field last year. Like, go enjoy it. You didn't initiate yeah. it. You're not the one that's going to get tased. Like, just take it for what it is. You get to go. Yeah, what's like a, all those I people, they can't do any cards. Should just let them go. Um, you had the clip of the security guard at Ole Miss decking people. Hey, let me tell you, it's a That's jump at Ole Miss. Girl, he decked that girl like just freaking. <laughs> yeah, he laid her down. Clothesline, like the best defense I've seen all night. Yeah, it's like a ten foot jump from their uh, student section, by the way. 
Yeah, I don't know. I saw it on Twitter, and I just wanted to ask. Seems like we're all in favor. I'm I'm in favor during the right circumstances. Um, not not in the Colorado Colorado State. I'm surprised so quick, Ole Miss. Quick picks. I'm surprised Ole Miss doesn't have like freaking steps that lead down. Everybody one by one. Everybody file down with all their dresses <laughs> and suits on. Like, like, yes. like, I, like that's what it seems like. All right, quick picks for this week's uh, college football slate. Rattle them off. Auburn, LSU. Tyler. LSU. Wade. LSU. Jacob. LSU. All right, good answers. Uh, I'm not even going to ask short. Good answer, Steve. <laughs> uh, Ohio State, Purdue. What? Do we see Ohio. an uh, Ohio State. Ohio State by a billion. Yeah, they're going to win. <laughs> okay. Uh, Syracuse and Florida State. Florida State by a billion. man. All right, Florida State by a billion. Uh, I think Alabama beats Arkansas pretty handedly here. Um, Here's a close one, uh, potential upset. Massachusetts and Penn State. Penn State's a 43-point favorite. (laughs) The ribbing of Jacob continues. I think we go it all. I think Penn State. Is that a correct pick for Jacob? Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, okay, that, an actual great. pick. Oregon, Oregon and Washington. Jacob, who do you got? I've made my pick. I picked uh <laughs> Washington outright. Right. Okay. Tyler? Washington. This is where they begin their reign of dominance. I like it. Freddie? Not so fast. I'm gonna go with the ducks, and I don't really know why, but oh. Oregon. Yeah, give me Oregon. I've seen Where's your head? ramble enough. I don't have uh, a duck head. I got this thing. It's a duck. There you go. There you go. Split two two. Oregon and Washington. Um, Texas A and M and Tennessee. Jacob, where are they playing? Uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Tyler, give me Rocky Top. And wait, I'm going with Texas A and M. I picked them yesterday on SEC Talk. I think they played pretty well against Alabama, and I think they have something to prove. I don't think they lose two close games in a row. Give me Joe Milton, baby. Uh, I met a recruiter from Tennessee. Says he's an asshole. So <laughs> there, there's that. Take that with okay. what you will. Um, USC and Notre Dame. We'll let the Big Ten specialist Jacob talk about this one. Uh, I'm going to go SC, and here's why. Uh, Notre Dame's defense didn't prove anything to me last this past weekend. Uh, and neither has USC, so it's an offensive shootout, and I think USC has the better offense out of the two. Uh, they have a dual-threat quarterback, and they have what seems to be more weapons. I think all USC has to do is stop the run against Notre Dame, and they should end up winning that game, even though it'll probably be close. Okay, I like it. Tyler, who do you got? USC Notre Dame. Or... It's about time USC falls. They've been getting too lucky. They should have lost last week to Arizona. I think Notre Dame gets it done. I don't really see them uh, falling a back-to-back week, especially in South Bend. Okay, wait. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Notre Dame because of the travel factor. Um, I think those fans will be fired up to have this one. I like that it's earlier in the year this year. Uh, gives us something to look forward to uh, here in the midseason. No, I agree with you. Um, give me USC. I'll be the lone diff. Or Jacob. Jacob took USC. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Two and two. Two and two. Oh shit! I probably shouldn't go with Jacob then. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, <thank> <laughs> First he's invisible, and then when you realize that you, yeah, I'll give you twenty five strokes next time we play. I'll give you twenty five strokes. How about that? Okay, Jacob, you're so good at fantasy football, man. I just I love your team. You should trade me all your players. <laughs> 
Um, Miami, oh. North Carolina. I don't think even think we have to ask this one. No, uh, just based on coaching alone. Are we all UNC. UNC. Yeah, it was um, going to be UNC beforehand, anyways. But definitely yeah. UNC, especially Missouri and Kentucky. Tyler, give me Big Blue. Okay, Jacob. I'll take the Tigers. Uh, I think they just. They played a tough team last week, and uh, I think they can bounce back. I think they're a one-loss team right now, and I think that's where they deserve to be. Okay. Wade, what you got? I'll go with Kentucky in a bounce-back game. I think it'll be very close. These two teams are pretty uh, even talent-wise to me, but two different kinds of offenses. I think Ray Davis will run all over Missouri. I am going with Missouri uh, for this one, and I'm going to pick them in our next segment, but Game of the week. Let me scroll through what we got. Hawaii, San Diego State, 10 o'clock at night in Hawaii. Who do you got? Uh, it's in Hawaii. I'll go with the Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> I'm just going to Hawaii because I don't know anything about either team. Uh, I was just looking for another for another game. I noticed there wasn't a late game this week, but they got Hawaii. South Carolina, Florida. All right, South Carolina, Florida. Who you got, Wade? You going with your cocks? Game cocks. All right. Thank you, one Texas, Texas Tech, and K State, and the balloons again. <laughs> the balloons are back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so balloons are ruined. So on the Gamecocks, I think they're gonna win. Oh yeah, I'm going Gamecocks. What do you think, Jacob? Gamecocks or Florida? Uh, yeah, I'll take the Cox. I think. Uh, oh man, Nobody picked right. the NCC talk either. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Let's go upset picks here. I like that that uh, audio there, Tyler. So uh, upset picks, Jacob. Who's your pick this Don't week? No, not me first. All right, somebody Tyler. Else. Who's your pick this week? <laughs> Start it off. Oh, I hate to do this to him. This is a team I love uh, picking every week. Uh, but I'm going to go with Mr. Bean in the Kansas Jayhawks. They're on upset alert this week as they go on the road to Stillwater. Oklahoma State actually showed a pulse for once this season. They beat Kansas State. Uh, so I think that Kansas going on the road, Oklahoma State is going to upset uh, Kansas. And that should mark off the boxes of Jacob's rules of, you know, being this an upset. Yes, the not the favorite. A true upset. Yeah, it's actually a true. Hey, and I got UCLA over Washington State last, uh, right? So there you go. Wade, who you got this week? All right. I just hinted to this one, and y'all all three disagreed. So I consider it an upset. Texas A&M over Tennessee on the road. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going with Missouri over Kentucky. I think they bounced back against uh Against Kentucky, Kentucky's kind of a one-dimensional team there. Um, and I think, as you could see from Georgia, they can throw the ball. Missouri can throw the ball damn well. Um, so give me Missouri over the Wildcats. Jacob, Ortilla, what do you got? I feel like a jerk for this pick because I just talked about them and I had some sympathy for them. Uh, but I'm going to pick Arizona to beat Wazoo on the road. Okay, Arizona with the late winner or late loss to USC. So I looked at that pick also. Uh, we'll see we'll see if things get crazy in the Apple. So that that kind of I think that wraps up our college football talk. For the week. Uh, isn't that where they play? 
The Apple oh, State. The Apple Cup. In in my seat. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they didn't play in New York City, but it's called the Apple Cup. Freaking Reese Davis 2.0 over here. <laughs> I call it the Apple. What, what's the proper term for Wazoo? Hey, Chet, the, uh, the Commanders play in Washington, D.C., in case you wanted to know. I know that. But <laughs> the Washington State. They call it the Apple Cup for a reason. Why yes, do they call the it the Apple State? Yeah, it's not when they play yes, freaking Arizona. It's, it's when Apple. they play the Apple State. You got to throw the state that? in there. And you can't say the App State because that's another college. Yeah, that's Appalachian State. That's the upset uh, specialist there. All right. Baseball picks before we end the show for the divisional oh, series. God. Quick picks Dodgers, Diamondbacks. Wait. D backs, baby. All right, Tyler. Give me the snakes. I'm assuming that's the D-backs. Yes. Jacob. <laughs> I'm back in the snake. Make it three. They up 3-0 in the top of the fourth right now. Make it four, up. baby. D-backs. Uh, I think that's a sweep right there. These yeah, are uh, live updated odds. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a uh, head start. On Great pick with confidence. It's a best out of th- a best out of five series, and one game's already done, and half the next one's already done. <laughs> yeah. Rangers, Orioles. Wait. I'm going to stick with the Orioles. I see a lot of people are picking Texas to win the World Series now. I mean, let's not forget this team almost missed the playoffs on the last day of the regular season. So I think they come back down to earth and the Orioles get it out. Okay, Tyler? I think the Rangers, I think uh, playoff experience is hurting the Orioles. They do not have it. The Rangers do. So I think that this will be over very soon. All right. Fuchi, watchy, who you got? Yeah, uh, battle of pitching here, playoff pitching, uh, Tyler alluded to it. I think it is critical, and Evaldi's going to be on the mound for the Rangers tomorrow, and they will sweep this series. Um, I just think the O's got too far behind too early, and uh, hard, to, hard to look back and see them winning a game uh, in, in Texas. I like the Rangers also because they play about two hours from my house. Fun fact. And I'm fixing them. The Orioles did not get swept at any point in the regular season, all season. So they might lose the series, but I don't think they get swept. They were hot. It just it's hard to believe that Evaldi, who is yeah, if going, arguably a Cy Young, who's like a two time Cy Young winner, is gonna is gonna give up something like that. I just don't see it happening. Uh Houston Astros versus the Minnesota Twins. I'm on the Astros. We all know that. Are do you all agree with me or are you going with the twins? I will agree with you there. I think the experience does come into play. Uh, and, yeah. No cheating going on this year. Tyler. Nope. I will go with Houston. Jacob. Pick I'll be weird. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the twins. Uh, they're virtually unbeatable at home. And I just think they're a really good baseball team. I, they are riding high. And I think that they have a lot of momentum. It's momentum. Baseball they didn't have is, to stress at all during the regular season. Yeah, virtually I mean, unbeatable doesn't mean a hundred percent unbeatable. Just virtually. Well, I just uh, they have the offense in. I, I, it's weird. It's they didn't have it all season for the most part, and now they have it, and it's a momentum thing to where I think they can put up, put up the runs, and them playing at home is is a tough place to play. Phillies Braves split one one now. 
I think Wade and Tyler are picking the Braves, so we'll just let no, myself. No, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Phillies because it's been working to pick against my teams lately, so I will pick the Phillies. Hey, I'm glad we picked this at the end of the show because now yeah, I'm really. going <laughs> to say the A. <laughs> Futch? I'm going to go with the Phils, Um only because of pitching. Freed didn't show me anything tonight that he could do much of pretty much anything. I, I mean, the guy had 94 pitches in the fourth inning. That's a struggle. And the Phillies are taking him deep in have? counts. What? <laughs> How many pitchers does your pitcher have today's game? <laughs> Zero. Zero. My team's not <laughs> in the, the playoffs. Red Sox Neither are the Yankees. They get to go to the friendly Patriots games. The Red Sox and the Yankees are not in the playoffs. I don't remember the last time that happened. It was probably Better 60 or 70 years ago. Playoff. It's a rough year for us. It's all right. Yeah, okay. really. I'm going Braves uh, just because I don't like the Phillies. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Braves on this one. Uh, we're going to save the best for last year with NASCAR Neil. Uh, I got his update as NASCAR season is winding down. AJ Alamedinger. That's a Alamedinger. That's a, that's a name right there. Gets the win at Charlotte Roval, continuing his streak in the National Series wins at this track. Kyle Busch ran up front all day in a must-win to advance situation, but ultimately came up short. He raced clean despite being in a position where he could have uh, took some moves to advance. So the round of eight is now set with Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, Reddick, Larson, Bell, Boucher, and Truix. Um, Truix, strong regular season, uh, saves him again after not finishing better than 15th in any playoff race so far. He has another shot to make the Final Four with Vegas coming up next week. Um, and the 2024 schedule was released. I'm not going to read the update because Neil promised a video update on the 2024 schedule. So we're holding him to it. Neil, send it in. We want to play it at the end of next week's show. NASCAR Neil and Motorsport Matt video <laughs> update uh, for the NASCAR season. So um, with that, I appreciate everybody watching. We hope you all have a blessed week and your teams win and make the playoffs unlike Jacob and you get better uh, bets and don't lose $2,000 on Wolf Sprints. Jacob, what you got? 2,000 tokens. Yeah, 2,000 tokens. Yeah, thank God it ain't dollars. I don't have that kind of money. Um, <laughs> side note, uh, congrats to my boys' golf team. Won South State today. Going to state at the end of the month. So Take it home. Oh, wait, it wait, home. wait, wait, wait. Congratulations to uh, my beach volleyball team for winning a playoff game, but then losing to the number one seed, 21 to 19. Uh, so, yeah. This is going to be a new segment. Congratulations at the end of the show. Tyler, yeah, we need the balloons. Where's the balloons? Where's the balloons? Jacob, do something. Nothing. Okay. I'm giving uh, a shout out to Tyler. <laughs> 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 Mine, I'm going to give myself a congratulations because I shot an even par for the first time in my life on nine holes. I didn't get to play the full eight. Shout out to your caddy. Even through nine. Yes, my wife was my caddy and she's the reason I shot even par. So, yeah, extra motivation. That, exactly. Thank you all for watching and listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a like and a comment. Share it to your friends. Share it to your grandma. She wants to hear us talk uh, fantasy football every week. Everyone, have a good one.